Yeah, I think I I don't know. I'll probably Craigslist those mics, man. Those mics are terrible, bro. Oh man. But, but you know, there are all those little like people singing. People starting like rougher podcasts. You know, they need good mics, and they would be good for. Well, that's what I I, I learned from um, a lot of different. I watched a lot of different YouTube podcasters, and they said. You know, one of the best investments you can have is a uh, is a good mic. There's even mics that are better than these two that we have, and um, they're quite a bit more expensive. I think we'll I paid, get to it. I think I paid one fifty or one sixty something for these mics. A piece? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. they're good mics. But um, no, there's ones that are even better, like those uh, those Shure S H U R E broadcasting mics that you see on like um, if you ever watch the Breakfast Club or something like one. Oh yeah, with the the big desk. Yeah, those there. are those are like four hundred something dollars. I might. If we get to that, maybe we'll uh, we get to that lower. Maybe we, we'll get to we that. We take all the spit out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so wait, what were you saying about? Um, That's so something you can share on on that. On yeah, I just want to say the name of the company. Okay, there you go. So there, we're looking at. So everyone, um, Shimon Warden here. Um, and Amen, Abdullah. But yeah, not dumb podcast. The not dumb podcast. So we ain't talking about dumb. We talking about some money today. Exactly. So. Um, as y'all well know from listening to us that Iman and I are both in management. Iman manages and I do management consulting. So I manage my own business. Yes. As we both do. And we also do other things on the side too. Yeah. So periodically I get a lot of companies a couple of months mm. who are offering me to help grow their business because they're utilizing me because I'm out there talking to people as sales leads. So they'll do some sort of commissioning schedule, um, but sometimes that's a lot of work yeah. for no compensation unless you deliver. And uh, I know, you know that uh, if I'm promoting your brand, you need to be paying me for the PR work. Absolutely, because that is work. Yeah, and it's worth something. Yeah, it's critical. And if you're under, if you're doing that to people who are out there pu- pushing your brand, you shouldn't do that because when they burn out, they can yeah. toast you. Absolutely. Um, and really, you definitely don't want that. You don't want that. <laughs> and two, when you compensate them, they're actually because they they probably came on because they're passionate about it. You yeah. want to get them when they're passionate yeah, and yeah. keep that passion going. Mm-hmm. That's valuable to you. So there are a lot of companies that hit me up on <clears throat> LinkedIn or a conference or something, and they're asking me to help promote their business. I get them from overseas and all the all that. Usually offering some level of commissioning and then buy their product at a discount mm. so there's there's one company i've been um looking at for a while i actually been following them for about two years now mm. you know i like yeah, what yeah. they talk about and helping strategy and helping management and um you know we they reached out to me from the sales cycle sales side and say hey am i interested in becoming one of their partners and this has happened before and i've looked at it and i was really interested in it and we had a conversation so i like their vibe mm. um and the the idea of what the tool can do so it's really to help companies when they're thinking about their strategy so if someone like me comes in drops some knowledge on you um everyone's like yeah 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 we're going to do that and then a few days after i leave or the, the consultant leaves or a couple of weeks the old way of doing business is just there in their face just like bam 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 because mm-hmm. it it takes a little while to change you need a lot you need energy all the time so not everyone who was in the meeting, if the, if the meeting only happened with leadership, right? Yeah. 
the people out there, the managers, the your frontline people, no matter what kind of business you're doing, they weren't in that meeting. They didn't, they, you got to sell them on the passion, too. You got to sell them on why they're changing what they're doing, because people don't like changing. No, even if don't. it's better for them. We have more things where we still at the core, you know, mm. a, a, a person learning to moderate your emotions a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't like it. So when you come into, depending on the size, unless everybody's in there at the table and vested and really they're not doing, not just doing lip service, they're going to forget. So, so this company, they, um, so, so what exactly do they do and what exactly are they offering? So what they provide a platform for everyone can see what their strategy plan is mm -hmm. and then ways and every, all the communication, all the talking around emailing and then it their more robust plan interfaces with so it directly gets in that data and it's communicating your, what you're doing in your strategy with your finances with your sales cycle with your logistics depending on your type of business and then when you look at a glance you can see are we doing what we are everything that we're doing in our regular business is it helping helping us hit our top four or five priorities top three so whatever. they do that they do that with the with the consultant so there's two different plans you told me is there is there a middle ground between those two plans or no, is just there's two different plans so <laughs> so it's either <laughs> can i say the prices uh yeah let's let's slide with the prices a little bit all right because uh, the model kind of sticks out okay so i'll just say the lower priced one is a very very reasonable a couple hundred dollars a couple hundred dollars for a, a small business or you can go up to a, a price that's five figures can yeah, I say low, that? Yeah, low end five figures. Low end five figures. All right. So, so there's uh, quite like, a bit of <laughs> there's yeah, a quite a price jump. So you, know, you, you need you, to, you, you can get a used car for that price. So you're either making uh I mean if you're gonna pay out hundred dollars a year, you could be at any level of small business. I mean literally any level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're gonna put out uh low five figures a year, um so a Toyota how, Corolla uh, Yeah, <laughs> a Toyota Corolla per no, no, year. No, 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 it's it's more like a um was that a, a Geo or something? A Ford? Um, yeah, a, a, a reasonable used car. I'll yeah, say yeah, like a, a reasonable used car or something like that. Um, if you're going to put out that amount of money, then you got to be pulling in a certain amount of money as well yeah, to do. justify an expense like this. Really, you should be free cash flow. So if you're doing like a mill, two, three million dollars in annual revenue, depending on your type of business, you should have that free cash. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my spin on it. I think that lower priced one is is invaluable. I think that's a very good idea. Um, I think a lot of young, uh, a lot of small businesses could use something like that. My, probably even my own business included. But I think there's a lot of times, and this we have we live in a corporate culture right now, mm -hmm. and they'll come up with um, different packages, which may overcomplicate a thing that doesn't need to be as complicated as it is. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm not saying this is what's happening with this because I don't know the ins and out of it, but I do know um, what does it take to make a business plan and what do you what does it take to, to uh, enact a business plan? It doesn't take much. So for me to be justified or to, for me as a business owner, I don't care how much money my company's making to justify um, a monthly five figure expense. No, for no, that's not monthly. That's per year. Okay, a yearly. Both, both of those were per year. So, okay, so yearly, it'd be close to a G a month. So, so it's a little bit less. But look, 
paying for someone to come because many of those companies have different levels of consultants be their accountant or lawyer they're paying for knowledge people to come in and drop something to help them through so sometimes you want to capture that but what i'm saying though is unless you're going to get that same level of commitment that a consultant comes so if i'm making if i have a three million dollar a year company and i need a consultant I need someone to come and actually put their brain and find the ins and outs of my company mm-hmm. and ha- be very personalized to my specific company. Exactly. So if that if they if this if this company is providing that level of they partner with the person. So their business model they used to do it, but they said it's, they found that it's better to partner with someone like us who's mm-hmm. there cuz I'm going to come in there if I'm if I'm working with your business, I'm yeah. going to handhold you. You know, you call me at three o'clock in the morning. Okay, that my wife doesn't no, like that anymore. Don't, don't don't put that out there. Yeah. So they, <laughs> they used call me to at call three a.m. It's all right. No, no, no. no. no I mean, I mean, sometimes my, my people are overseas, so I will yeah. plan that. Okay, out. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess you could do that. Yeah. Um, you, you, it's more personal. Like I love score. Mm-hmm. I I like the SBDC and the programs at the universities. Those are great mm-hmm. when they're helping you conceptualize what you're trying to do, but they're not the same as having someone that's in your corner helping you through it that you're compensated sort of like you know you can get the lawyer of the day at the courthouse Mm -hmm. person with the law school they're free but they're helping like a whole bunch of other people and they only got like a few minutes for you so if you're in trouble you want a real you want your lawyer okay so for five figures a year is this company basically uh streamlining or onlining i don't know what's the better word Streamlining, onlining the consultant business. Is that what you're getting? The consultant comes in, puts the brain in there. You know, I'm a, like a Ronin samurai mm-hmm. intellectually. Come okay. in there, drop that knowledge. But you're building with the team. You need to build consensus and really make something valuable for their business. You want to be able to capture that and make it relevant to everything that's going on. Okay. So, here, so here's what I'm gathering from what you're saying. This sounds to me... Like you, I'm not saying you specifically, but you, let's say you're um, one of the consultants that you're, you're um, assisting businesses that use this service, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, that, it sounds to me like you would be in a position, so what, what would you get at? So like if it's, uh, if you're looking at, let's, let's just make up a number. It's not this, but let's say I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull a number out of the air. Let's say this costs you 12000 a year. Let's say it's 1000 bucks a month, right? It's not that. I don't know what it is, but I'm just saying, let's just say it is so we can keep it easy for numbers. And you're making what out of that as the consultant? As a consultant, you make, you make a, you know, a good percentage out of that double finger percentage. So, okay. So you, is that you, a number you can't say? I'm trying not to be, okay. I'm trying to be a little vague. I apologize. Well, here's what, I, what I'm trying to get, get, you at. get a, you get the, you get a regular com- within the ream the range of regular commissions and so, regular commissions tend to be between 15 and 30 percent okay so you'll be right up in there okay got it all right so if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna be on so if i'm if my business i'm gonna be on the, in the on the twelve thousand dollar a year plan and uh i have one guy right so if i if i'm not gonna call up and try to get some advice and it's just it, there's gonna be one person like my go-to guy do is that what i get for well, that price well once no actually so that's separate or is it like a network of people you're you're getting internally they own it so they can continue to do whatever teaming they're mm-hmm. doing whatever planning they're they're doing yeah. the consultant is normally let, let's say they decided they're gonna um, work on growing two percent 
year one. Okay. So they decided, hey, we're gonna, you know, two weeks from now we're having a meeting, and uh, we need some help. So, mm-hmm. or a month from now, they they go get someone. That person shows up and say, okay, I heard you all want to grow two percent this year, additional to what they're already growing. Okay. This is what. Let's figure out what you need to do. Rip the bandaid off. You know, open up the hood of the car. Let's look at it. Yeah. And, and and go through it. Got it. You want to capture all that. Now, there's going to be other conversations when they leave that meeting mm-hmm. and documents that they need to go find. And what happens is there are a bunch of emails and text messages and a couple sidebar conversations. And then somebody has to go and aggregate that again. Mm-hmm. Now you have a system where all that's there and you can continue when you when the one is easier as a consultant coming back in. I know where the information's at. But two, the, the leadership and all the people implementing the, the plan mm-hmm. can go look and say, oh, OK, this is what we're doing. This is related. This is really where I stand. My other systems that are relating to it. Now, let's say um, part of that growth plan. I'm going to make this up was that all customer deliveries are within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that most a third of your customers take five days. And then you got to figure out, okay, what's what's going on? Is is that international? Do I need to change my contract? So that whole workflow right there, yeah, is going to take. You're going to be going through that, and it becomes relevant because three months down the line, six months down the line, you're going to forget. Well, like someone's going to be like, why the hell am I going ahead and renegotiating these contracts? It's because you're trying to get your delivery in 24 but hours. But what I'm saying is, so I, I understand all of that, but I just don't see a reason to. Um, so I, I, I so what I'm gathering is that you have um, a bunch of really smart business guys who are uh, helping to put together a plan for. And so this is just step one, helping to put together a plan for business and then. They're helping the owner or the management team to enact whatever they put together. Is that basically what you're getting for the 12 G's a year? What they're getting is the not just a repository to store all that stuff, mm-hmm. but um, getting guidance too, right? They're getting guidance. No, so, I know that's what so, I said. So anybody that comes in, be the consultant coming back or another team member, you want to see what the status of this company. You could pull it up, see all those those relevant metrics and where it is and you can capture it up you can get up to speed quickly okay so i i just i don't know it depends on the complexity so if you got a small team mm -hmm. you know everybody's at the table you don't really need that the the second echelon Mm -hmm. most likely Um, um but once you have you know once you got more than 20 people or you're in a couple of different things or you have even if you're, if you're especially if you're, some businesses are lean you don't have a lot of people yeah. and you're doing a lot of unrelated things yeah um, and if your if your plan is going to take longer than two days, yeah. you know, to implement and continue to grow, mm-hmm. you're going to forget half the conversation. And All right. It, well, I don't know. I I'm gonna I'm gonna. So usually I can tell if I hear a business and I hear about a business and what they do, I can tell like that if it's is a good idea or if it's a great like your your company Unit Talk. When you told me about that, I was like, done. That's a great idea. It's gonna it's gonna be a winner. Because you, there's nobody else doing what Unit Talk is done. If you if you don't know what Unit Talk is, picture um, instant skyping. Okay, skyping. They do all this thing where you got to ring it up and all this other stuff. With um, with uh, Unit Talk, which is Shaman's company, he's the vice president of this company. U N Y T A L K. Um, you basically send a link to 
someone via what text message or email or something like that email right now we're adding text message we're adding calendar invite so exactly so you basically click on the link and bam you're in you're you're automatically in a video conference with the person like it's crazy yeah like no one else is doing that that's a winner now with the other business you just told me about yeah yeah i know know you helped build that too um the other business i can see that 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 low dollar amount thing where you have a um where you're putting together a, a solid business plan and you have experts helping you to do that and maybe give you some points to put it into place. Um, that's great, but I think with the the higher priced one, I think that that's going to be the, the uh, organization that's at the right fit. They have to be the right size. You got to be the right fit. You got to be the right size. And I see that basically what this is doing is sort of like streamlining consulting is really what it is at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I'm of the theory that there's no way for any business to be good at a hundred different things. You're going to be mediocre at a, a bunch of different things, but you're not going to be excellent at it. And yeah, a lot yeah. of times with consultants, what you're paying for is you're paying for that expertise. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know it could be great. It could be the best thing. And I could well, be. I'm a, not building the thing. I'm just looking at it. Because what's going to happen. Is, yeah, yeah. And we're talking about. So, you know, we're doing business. I came in and uni talk, which was actually a fun experience. Yeah. They were. Uh, um, the owner of Unitalk, Neil Brick, was a client of mine. Mm. We met four years ago, maybe a little bit longer than four years ago now. Okay. And we built a, rela- a real relationship. And we were looking at the plan, looking at the strategy, looking to grow the core, you know, that overarching business. Yeah. And this was one of the, a couple of products pulled together in a way. And then, this is the goal of a consultant. You know, when you got a good relationship and there's a, you know, there's an opportunity to be a spin-out star. Yeah, they ask you to come. You know, they ask me to come in, okay. and I'm helping build it out. And it's really, it's it's interesting to watch it from an idea that grew out of some other projects into its own business. You know, I mean, I like that stuff. Yeah. No, I do too. I do too. Uh, quick reminder to ourselves: we need to um, help our our young. Uh, our young brethren over at Patriot Care put together a business plan because I don't know if they have that. Um, yeah. But I, I, as far as uh, staying on topic, though, I just think that a lot of people overcomplicate what business is and what it needs to be. Most of it is common sense that we either forget to do or don't have the discipline to do. And that's what causes failure. Yeah. Uh, it, well, exception of having, you know, stupid ideas or something. But, you know, but otherwise, if you have a good idea. <clears throat> and there's another business that we're gonna we're gonna bring on here at some point uh, where they have a fantastic idea, and their only problem is literally marketing. It's it's like this kind of um, um, it's this kind of like uh, like bug repellent, but you can like drink it. It's it's like it's completely it's, organic, it's completely organic safe, and safe. Like you don't have to worry if it gets in your eyes or something. You know, you know, it's not killing non-air- the planet. Yeah, and uh, we're, which is hard to do in, in vogue right now. So they really should be resonating yeah. with people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, well, we're gonna, we're gonna. Hopefully, I'm gonna. Tr- I'm trying to get them on um, so we could talk about their product and um, and hopefully, hopefully get them. Some I think what advice. it is is when you start a business, you tend to bring people on board that you know. It's a family business. Yeah, but they've been in business for a while. They're doing all right. But that this is a million. This is a potential million dollar company. You might add some zeros behind it. Maybe even more than that. Like if yeah. this were to go worldwide, like this is 
huge Boom. but um so you know sometimes people don't exactly have the direction you, you gotta be to able happen, to so. to sometimes the market when it's ready for you yeah you gotta be ready market is ready for this man yeah that's what i'm saying we gotta I, I, I i remember sometimes there were like some great opportunities yeah. and i wanted them and i just wasn't in position for them that sucker is infuriating it's the worst it's the worst feeling and that happens when your market when I'm saying marketing, a lot of people think of marketing as just advertising. Yeah, yeah. That's just part of it. Marketing is how you get people to know your product, mm-hmm. want your product, and make it relevant to them, and they they realize where they can get it. Yeah, yeah. How much they're gonna pay for it, and what value it makes to them. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, exactly. everything else is another way of repackaging that, and you got to be able to get it. Marketing, That's all it is. Marketing takes your product from being a nice idea and a beautiful trinket to actually making money Mm -hmm. and giving value to people and then you figure out because when you figure out the price not just that you also have to that is part of it but you also got to create um a a a style and a a a a like a soul for your product that's yeah, what marketing yeah. is like that feel yeah like when you walk into starbucks what do you feel you know that feeling yeah because some starbucks you don't got that. the right feel you're like i'm mm-hmm. not feeling this right yeah now. well no but some people don't go to dunkin donuts but they only go to starbucks because they like the feel it's the mm-hmm. same i mean the coffee is the coffee whatever you know the drinks the ex- the some of the drinks are better than some of the other drinks but really it's about the experience it's hot water and be, you know, bean, bean residue yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly so i mean but really um that's what marketing is, is creating that feeling, creating that soul of a product so that when people um, think about it, when it's just a thought in their head, they have a certain feeling that accompanies it. And you that's know, what we, drives business. Because a lot of people believe <coughs> that everybody makes rational decisions. No, um, everything's emotional, bro. Yeah, everything. You make an emotional decision, then you rationalize it, and then you have an emotion about that. And you think your emotion's from the reason, but the reason is from the original emotion. There you go. And, and when you understand, so it's sort of like... Um, you're gonna go watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Let's say, uh, I, 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 what, what movie are we gonna talk about? Uh, oh make, man, did you see Logan? The, yeah, yeah, I saw Logan. That was a great movie, bro. Okay, so I'm gonna go watch. <laughs> I'm gonna watch. I'm, you know, we're Marvel guys, so uh, DC Comics, whatever. No, I still like DC Comics. I still though. like DC though. I, I, I like I, I like love Superman. Batman. Batman. I'm a Superman guy. I'm a Superman. Really? I mean, really? I mean, it's too OP, bro. I mean, the notion that Batman can handle Superman is ridiculous. But he can if he has, if he has. Uh, Unrealistic. Okay. We're getting dude, a little geeky, people. We're getting a little geeky. Listen, listen, listen. Okay. I got to stop right here. He is allergic heavily to kryptonite. He's fought through kryptonite multiple times. Okay. But hey, Shade Dubs in the house. What up, Shade Dubs? <laughs> What's up, son? Are y'all on the Batman versus Superman discussion? Yeah, but see, here's the thing. Here's we were why talking Batman about is business better. for a long time, yeah. and now we're in our tangent. But listen, here's why Batman is better than Superman. Number one, he's just a regular dude, man. All he's right? not a regular dude. He's a, Even though in the, in the new movie, that was pretty funny. He's like, what's your, the Flash asked him, who was really a cornball? Um, what's your superpower? And he says, I'm rich, which was pretty which is a bit of criticism uh, I, Black but Man. he's still like a dude who's like he just really what what makes batman uh, number one we should all recognize that he's probably a little psychotic he's a little, no, he's, he's, he's a little psychotic, he's psychotic. <laughs> okay but because if i his lost will my, is amazing though. yeah the strength of the willpower is crazy but if i lost my parents at a crazy it's not going to do that to me i'm not going to be like oh man i must kill all like or not kill but um you know what's funny about like a, you see batman v superman 
Some of those guys, some of those guys died, bro. <laughs> yeah. He's throwing, he's throwing cars at people. Uh, some of them died. It's, it's safe to say some yeah. of those guys died. When buildings collapse, I think the people in the buildings. Uh, I'm pretty sure died. Batman killed some people. So anyway, but anyway, or killed some folks. He just doesn't look them in the eye and kill them. Exactly. But um, but what I was saying though is, if you have such a weakness like kryptonite, and Batman can weaponize it into a gas, as long as he's around that kryptonite. Um, or the other thing is red sun. If he has red sun on him, it's uh, uh, it's like a red giant phase of a sun. It also weakens him too. That's I think that's his too. I don't know if he has any. But um, if you have those two things, uh, you can pretty much beat the hell out of Superman because he's Super- not a trained fighter. Superman's he's not- actually moved beyond that because Superman's actual real power is his will. It's his- no, it isn't. No, it's, it's, it's- okay, Superman doesn't fight with his full strength. I, I get that. Okay. Yeah, if he wanted to kill Batman, even he's been on a planet. I mean, what's the movie before the last Superman movie? Which one was that? Um, not Man of Steel. That was that was oh the one with um the other dude. Uh, I, I I don't know if it was Man of Superman Steel Returns or the one before that. But he was on an island made of kryptonite, and he was able to pick it up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but listen though. And he, he that fell movie back. was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing you should and all he remember. In, he was embedded with kryptonite, and he was sick okay. and got poisoned, and as they yeah, pulled but, it up. Okay, that movie was horrible. All right, but that that doesn't count. All right, but uh, he weren't being all emotional. But like, here's the he thing: you can't, you life. can't. Uh, here's the things like I don't like about movies that defy physics. You can't pick up a friggin' island because you'll go through the island. But he's Superman. No, but that doesn't matter. No, Superman doesn't matter. It's, okay, but that's Superman, why I'm saying that's the point of him. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. Well, that's why it's Superman is garbage because he doesn't make any sense. No, that was a contiguous crystal, so he could have picked it up um, potentially. But I understand that wasn't that doesn't. It, I don't care what it, the thing is, this is actually, unless it's made of adamantium. If you if you're like a, a pin lifting up a, a crystal that way that's the size of this room, and you're just going, it's going to go through the, the the crystal. It's not going to just. Because all the weight of that crystal is focused on the pin, and it's going to shatter and break. Potentially. Uh, absolutely, not potentially. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, there, there, there's always been a comic. So this is a good example, right? And we, this is the problem with Ant-Man, too, by the way. You Ant-Man can't punch is anybody. Garbage. It's it not is. garbage. It's interesting. I thought it was funny. But if you're that small, you can't keep your density and ride on an ant, and then you can't have the force to punch someone in the face yeah, he, because your fist be will be super dense and pale and not be that light. He wouldn't be running on both. But one of the things about the yeah, Ant-Man doesn't make any sense, but I still think it was a bad, it, bad of a movie. Because you're going into the movie, and you know it's not real. It's a suspension of disbelief, which is what movies go. Yeah. So that shows that I'm going to go and experience this movie. It's not real. I know it's not real. Yeah. And I'm going to sit there and go into it. So that shows you that the emotional connection you have through in the film is so important that we're sitting arguing about a variety of different films. So, so anyway, my point was with Logan. Wait, what? What were you talking about with Logan? Uh, you were going to Logan when Logan was a good movie. It was a good movie. It was an excellent movie. Yeah, um, but they killed Professor X. Yeah, but that's just an alternate universe. That's not... Um, it is... It's not. It canon. is. Or is it canon? Uh, this is that's from a real comic book story. But the problem with um, the only problem I saw with Logan in the movies, with um, the Marvel, I don't know if that's a cinematic universe movie, even though it is a cin- cinematic movie universe is not exactly just because it's in the movies. So 
Yeah, lo- well, Logan. So is, Logan. So the, the X Men are owned uh, is owned by, by Fox by Century Fox. Exactly. Now it's back to Disney. Exactly. But um, they had this notion that an adamantium bullet can kill Wolverine because it'll you know pierce his adamantium skeleton. However, not it, true. That's not exactly. It's not true. It can. I, that's how they said that he had um, brain damage or something like that because it, that's how he had his, his memory. Lost, yeah, lost so, because of a severe traumatic injury. But he would heal from it. But he would heal from it. But if you have two substances that are of infinite hardness, basically, let's just say adamantium is supposed to be indestructible, right? Just because it's a bullet doesn't mean it will penetrate other end adamantium. Like if his skull is adamantium plated, right? The bullet is adamantium. It's not going to go through it just because they're both adamantium. It's just going to ricochet off of it. Well, it should. But, but it, it should be enough to damage his brain. So at the exactly. So at the end of Logan. Spoiler alert. Turn it off if you haven't seen it. I've seen it. Okay. Well, I'm talking to people. Oh, now. yeah. yeah hey, there's other people. Sorry about that. I've been in the uh, of a dick right there. So at the end of, Adam, at the end of um, Logan, the way they killed the, the fake Wolverine was Weapon X 23 or 24 or something like that. They shot him in the head with the adamantium bullet, which somehow pierced his adamantium skull and blew his head off. And then there you go. He was dead. But that wouldn't happen. That's not how you would kill him. You could probably knock him out. But um, and that I don't know if that even exists in the comics. I've never even heard of an adamantium bullet in the comics that could kill Wolverine or something like that. But no, I mean, I mean, Wolverine didn't even like die when Magneto ripped the adamantium out of his body. Exactly. So it, he's extremely hard to kill. And then yeah. the other thing, this is kind of a new development. I didn't I didn't hear about this in, until like you know maybe mid two thousands that the adamantium is slowly poisoning Wolverine which was when, which was in the movie which Logan. was in the movie now I didn't I never knew that to be the case before this theory came out but here's the thing about adamantium if it's supposed to be so hard how it, the only way it would be poisoning him is if it's one either Breaking radioactive down. or two it's dissolving which would mean it's not that hard so Cause it doesn't it's make any in, sense yeah adamantium can't be infinitely hard cuz it actually can be broken down and that's how I got it in his the body. only the only way it can be um, um, manipulated I can't I don't know about destroyed but manipulated is through some kind of heat something how much heat would it cost the milk I don't know because I mean, I mean Wolverine can't survive in the sun but I mean Wolverine's a fun character not really because of the animantium because it his Wolverine is like the attitude that's why the attitude cool. is awesome he's yeah. healing and he's always about like uh, oh, stop the planning. Let me hit you in the face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, do you know that actually the Incredible Hulk? But anyway, Logan was a dope movie, guys. You guys gotta um, see Logan if you haven't in seen it. In the comics, um, Wolvie's fought Incredible Hulk, but in one of the later Hulks, Hulk rips him in half. Yep, he did and, that. And uh, Wolvie has a conversation with him torn asunder. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, that's actually, um, they actually made an animation out of that. Out of that fight that they had, yeah, it's um, pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, <laughs> back to how this affects people making money. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so let's probably get back on topic. Um, I, I kind of like totally lost our train of thought. Well, we were talking about um, oh, why, why you and the group dynamics. So the emotion is important because that's how you make a team. If you're not bonded to the people, yeah, and not bonded to the mission, yeah. Now I'm going to pull my military stuff out. The military's always can impact the tie that brought you into the military in the first place. So what I wanted to see is so so and at I'm that high at that higher fi- at that higher five figure price point, you see that there's value for that company. First, for those types of businesses where that's an appropriate fit, 
if you're running, if you're doing a business and you're making hundred thousand dollars, and you, you're a hundred thousand, that's not going to be a good. And it doesn't make sense, yeah. right? Unless your free cash flow is like most of it. I don't know what you're doing. You're going yeah. around speaking, but you, you don't really Maybe. need this. Yeah, you know, you can do. You, it's sort of like where you have some level of complexity and you need some guidance and you're going to or you have a longer time horizon. But well, then why wouldn't you just get a maybe it's a little more in the long run. Um, why wouldn't you just get an, a, a consultant that actually comes to the premises and because well, you're supposed to have, your, you're supposed to have the consultant in the on prem. And then this is the follow up, the continuance from when the because the consultant or consultants or any kind of other support is coming to help raise you up. Mm-hmm. And what's usually happened is like the consultants leave, be it you, you bring in Bain, McKinsey, Deloitte, they do amazing work. Sometimes they do mediocre work, depending on who they are. Yeah, They come in and they give you an upper notch and it's hard to maintain that. And mm. you kind of like slowly drop back down. So you bring them in. Back again in so these guys help keep you on track. It help you. So be you're not keeping just, on track. So you're not just having a guy come in for a few weeks. Monthly, they're keeping you on track. They, instantly, you're on track. You know where you are. And, and that might connect, be a good product then. And you're connecting all your different techs, really bringing them towards strategy. A lot of the other techs bring you back. Like I'm building out the solution for UniTalk right now. I'm doing our ERP. Mm-hmm. And it's about from connecting the finances all the way through. So, so so my so my follow up to that is because that just sounds like you might just be it might just be good management is really what that is. Yeah, you're really the, so, the thing it, is about the core is you want your business to be transparent. If you can understand what's going on, the things that you need, the levers you need to pull yeah. to make your business work, you want to drill down. And the more the more you grow, the harder it is to do because you can't. You can't feel everything. You can't see everything when you're in two, three different cities. If you're a tech company, like we're a tech company right now, we're in growing two different countries. There's no way I can intimately know everything that's going on. So what what I'm hearing, so what I'm hearing from you is what what this company does is you're you're kind of um, the services that this company would offer for five figures a year, low five figures a year is something between what a CFO and what a COO would do, an operations officer and a financial officer. Because really those two guys are going to be the guys, the CEO too, but the CEO is more of a, you know, just the, vision I mean, the, and leadership. The, the CEO but, should be yeah. always pulling the company forward. But the CFO and the COO are the guys who put all this stuff into action and make sure things are on track. So my, my as, as Iman Abdullah, as the business owner, as the CEO probably, I'm going to be asking my guys, hey, how come you guys can't do what this this company is doing? If I'm if yeah. I'm paying this if I'm paying this this company, you know, ten let's say twelve whatever whatever I said before. Well, you also and you also paying the consultant to come in and consultant is probably like oh so the twelve grand is is not has nothing to do with a consultant whatsoever. Ah, so wait, well, so what am I? So what do I? I'm saying, what do I get for that twelve grand though? You get the you get the the tr- you get to see and watch and monitor track what's going on in your business and reporting and everything that's going on relevant to your whatever strategy so why wouldn't my cfo and coo be be doing that for me they would be but what are they how is the rest of the team knowing where they are other than they shoot out an email or they do a report or do a briefing it's just really a, a a better tool to keep 
abreast on what's going on and what you need to work on. What are these are really about top priorities? So I'm paying. So I'm paying this twelve grand for a tool. Then, not yeah, you're paying for the tool. So I'm not necessarily paying for. Um, I'm not necessarily paying for a personalized. No, the personalized. This current, so this this is um, their current models. They're going after that. The people who are supplying the personalized mm-hmm. support for them to bring this tool that exists with them and beyond them. Because mm-hmm. one of the hard things is, and I've had a lot of people go like, "Well, yeah, I need a consultant, but what am I really paying for?" Now you get to see what where you're where you're progressing through. All I right. mean, there's a couple of things out there. Um, so maybe maybe this product is. Um just beyond my comprehension, but I think I think in some ways it might be a little overcomplicated, but I think in other ways I do know how much businesses pay for software mm-hmm. and tracking and all this kind of stuff. It's it's you know, twelve grand or whatever I just I said. I mean my ERP is not really that that I'm I'm rocking is not cheap by any Yeah, exactly. So I'm saying this is not very expensive. Even the twelve grand if you're if you're doing, you know, big money and stuff like that, that's really not a lot of money. But um I just wanna know that I'm 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 getting something real because to me, and I've seen this a lot in in in, in corporate in the corporate world. There's a lot of services and things out there that they just spend money on. That they just spend reason. exactly just because hey, this is, you know, just just to because it sounds good or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, what, what it has um, is because someone thinks it sounds good and it doesn't. Is it making any value? And no. How and did yeah. you think about? And this is the hard conversation. Did you think about how they made value for your business? Yeah, exactly. And that requires everyone to go beyond being yelling, like, yes, 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 that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm down, down, down. And that's the, that's the problem. Like, this is why I do not like, you know, as much as we talk about business, I don't like being in the corporate world. This is why I always like to stay. Like, if you know about my, my job history, we talked about it before. I stay in the management side. I stay out on the field. I stay managing the troops. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of, I stay, I might manage other managers and that kind of thing, but I'm not going to. I really don't like being up in the office because everyone's kissing each other's ass. Everyone hates each other. And there's like there's like a, a yes man festival, which consequently means that a lot of stuff just doesn't get done the way it should get that done. That sounds like a very toxic culture, which exactly. happens often. And that happens often in and the corporate world. And that's a problem with the leadership because yeah. they've brought in people who either came from that and helped foster and yeah. maintain a terrible, and I think a lot of people, growing number of people, are not willing to work in that environment. No, because it, so it's crazy. Yeah, it's like so literally I'm, psychotic, like to, yeah. to be in that. Yeah. As I'm building out my environment right now, and yeah. that's one thing I'm thinking about. You want, I want people talk about bringing your whole self to work, and it's all look. You, people have always brought the whole self to work, but then when they had to pretend. Yeah, I want people where. If you respect your employees, it's hard to say that you respect your employees if you're trying to like exploit them for and undercompensate them and get them to do a whole bunch of stuff. If you expect people, you're going to compensate them. Yeah. You might compensate them still at market rate. Maybe there's other things you're going to do outside of money and how, you, you know, the, the gone or dying are the ideas is of supervisors. People don't really need supervisors unless you're, you know, making a widget in a 1940s industrial complex. Many people low, low paid workers sometimes need supervisors yeah, because right. they're not being incentivized. Because there's no and incentive, <laughs> and they haven't been trained. Twelve dollars an hour is not incentive enough for them to be doing what you want them to do. And so you so have that's why spend the money on training them, or they haven't had the, you know, exactly. the training, education. And I'm speaking as someone who has been a supervisor many times. You know, yeah, the reason why I was supervisor making double what these guys were making because most of these guys didn't really want to be there. They didn't really, you know, like what they were doing, and that's just that's what low-level employees 
Like, you need instead of just, but the, the the solution to that is really just pay them more and get in their brains a little bit, figure out what makes them tick. Some people they really don't want to be there. You don't need to have them there, and then pay a little bit more, and you'll have a much more productive low worker. level employee, low skill, undercompensated employees are the most likely to be displaced by automation, because yep, that's what's happening at McDonald's right now. Yeah, you're, you're going right. To, so people are talking about, yeah, the robots aren't coming for the complicated job because robots can't do that level of sophistication. They can't make decisions. They can only do. But they help you make decisions. Software helps you be transparent. So now, say, um, you know, your, your your cell phone, like everyone here got a mobile phone. It's normally smart. My son's right here playing on my phone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you can now do a lot more and faster than what you used to do but you still have to think through it you just have more tools to get it done mm. it's sort of like a if you want to fish you could dive in the water and capture the fish with your bare hands not going to be that efficient but you can do it yeah you know yeah well we can come up with some tools that's what it's really um really kind of interesting mm-hmm. it's sort of um why are you why is fast food and fast restaurants choosing to bring to actually even a lot of the restaurant game undercompensated people who are who don't really care about being there because that's not the true everywhere i mean in europe and in some high restaurants people are compensated very well yeah they can make a living being a waiter which is like unheard of in the united states they don't tip either no they don't tip imagine being a waiter for occupation in the united states people would be like what no that's my career i'm a waiter yeah, if you're in Italy or France, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that makes sense. Well, to be fair, um, you know, when I was a young person, I never was a waiter. I never worked in food or anything like that. But I knew uh, I knew quite a few young ladies who did, and um, a lot of those, a lot of them made pretty good money, man. But it, it wasn't from their salary; it was from tips. Some tips, so and, their vol- sa- and it was volatile. You know, sometimes they get real, Oh yeah, sometimes like sometimes really they would clear day. like four or five hundred dollars in a night, and other times it'd be forty cents. It'd be like yeah, like sixty dollars <laughs> or something crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they did not make a lot hourly from the, like they made like minimum wage from their job. It's below minimum wage because they actually lobbied to keep um, restaurant workers made like two two thirty three dollars. They're below minimum wage. Are you serious right now? No, yeah, yeah. The restaurant two, lobbied two thirty three an hour. Yeah, two dollars, three dollars an hour. That's plus tips. Thank you, restaurant lobby. That is complete BS. Um, My older brother works at a um, restaurant, and mm. um, he makes three dollars and thirty cents an hour. Man, but, I, that would uh, make me angry. He has a really good uh, personality, so some nights he's able like to get like three hundred dollars worth of tips. Yeah, the tips in one night. Yeah, that's that's reasonable. He, he that's lives reasonable. in New Orleans, though, so yeah. uh, they, they do. There's a lot of traffic coming through. You know, if you're in. You know, some small town mm-hmm. or maybe you're, you know, in, in a part of even a big city that people don't yeah. go to. You're not the hot spot and you're not going to make a lot. You may not make a lot of money. I remember back in um, back in Seattle, I knew this uh, dude who bartended at a bar for free, but he did it just for the tips. He worked <laughs> fr- He worked like three days a week. It was like Thursday, Friday and Saturday, I think all for free. But he did it all for tips and he's, he's clearing like a G a night easy. Yeah. Like, like like crazy money and people were fighting for that job um, but I just thought that was interesting that that would 
do that. But I mean, if that if if it's literally like that, then maybe I wouldn't want to pay my employees either. But I mean, that's not always the case. Yeah, you know, that's I mean, crazy. It's not a good way to run a. I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't. It, it just it's, it's, seems weird. You know, because if someone is having something, that means if you're not there hustling, you're not making money, and that's yeah. one of the things about going from being wage workers to salary workers, and then from people who are invested in your business where yeah. they're getting you know because a lot of businesses especially if they're incorporated or somewhat public um and some private businesses where people own part of the business even if it's a small little sliver yeah it's worth do, something it's worth something to yeah. them. they will bust their butts for that i worked for a company um in, C- in seattle called aboda corporate housing and part of their um part of their strategy i forget what it's called but where everyone's a co-owner of the company so mm-hmm. if they hire you you get a certain amount of shares and then you your shares go up as you as you work there longer yeah and i remember i only worked there for like a year and um like a year and like let's say 14 months or something when i left they they paid you like vacation and all that stuff and then they they gave you another check for all your shares to buy back because you couldn't keep them or anything mm. unless you unless you were there for a certain amount of time longer. Well, you, yeah, you had to be completely. But it was it was basically an extra, you know, thirty five or four grand, thirty five hundred or four grand on top of uh, what they already paid me out. And it was like that was just normal. And I was like, man, that's really cool. I mean, you know, I was a young dude at the time. So, I mean, that's a lot of money for a guy like me. Um, yeah. For only a year time. and a half. And I yeah. mean, that that's when you look at tech businesses Matter of uh, fact, when I started, I'm gonna when I have my bigger company, I'm gonna do that. Like everybody who who I have working, I'm gonna make them a piece, a small yeah. piece owner. So that's uh, for people who are unfamiliar. That's called a vesting agreement, and it's really what a lot of the start, you know, the startup businesses do yeah. is they bring in and they set aside a pool of equity, be it ten, twenty percent, and they break it down into little small fractions, and you earn it yeah. as you help build because you're building the business. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so that's why that's the, a great idea, man. The lady at Twitter. Who was one of the, who was a reception the assistant or receptionist at Twitter when they went public? She made like sixty three million dollars. <laughs> right. uh, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> well, she would. Uh, what happens That's is crazy. like part of her compensation. She was there from like early, early on, right? Yeah, yeah. Part of her compensation, she had like point five, point zero zero five percent of her company in equity, yeah. and she, you know, they were paying her, and when they made their money, she she got paid. That's I mean great. that happened with people with Microsoft. They had people at. Was it? Did they get bought out by someone or? No, they they went public. Oh, just by oh, you did yeah, they that. did the IPO. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which is, um, in um initial public offering. Yeah, uh, a lot of people, you know, if you start a business and you're you're going to be moving through, it's more likely that you'll be acquired than you'll have if you if you're doing well as an exit as opposed to going IPO. I don't I don't like that this is this is what's happening with most businesses now. You know, eventually if they get enough recognition, enough attention, they will get bought out by someone else. Yeah. I don't like that. I think that's um is turning is turning this world into just a festival of large companies that own smaller companies. Yeah, well so you know, for the large companies festival is the right word, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's it, what happens is that for the large company, it is actually less expensive for them to buy out a built uh, yeah. that small company that's already learned to solve those problems to compete and, than to compete with them. I get it, and two, then to build it themselves because it's just their costs are much higher. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, two, you get to a point when you've built up a business where 
you're going to really struggle to compete with those big behemoths unless you become like a Google, which is owned by Alphabet, or you're an Apple. I mean, they struggle for, you know, they got to a point, and IBM was throwing, if you're thinking about back in the 80s, yeah. when Apple was like coming up, IBM and Xerox were throwing them some body blows, like boom. And yeah, Apple, where they at now, though? <laughs> well, Xerox is still out there, and so is IBM. Well, IBM it, is what, Lenovo, right? No, IBM sold their PC portion to the Chinese company Lenovo, but that's an old IBM PC. IBM is winning. I, the Big Blue is still big on infrastructure. They build servers. Oh, so they're behind the scenes now. They're behind. They've oh, okay. been behind the scenes. They have. Um, they build a lot of infrastructure. Most of your processors for your video games are built by IBM's. Uh, te- at least they were a few years ago. No, it's um, right now. It's Intel and. Um Who's the cheaper version of Intel? I mean, they're not cheaper. AMD is. AMD, a, exactly. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're on par. Yeah. No, no, but they're cheaper, like, as cost-wise. They they do the exact same thing. I don't think Yeah, they, their structures are a little bit different. I used to go to AMD's. Uh, I used to work in the, well, they were a client of my employer. Okay. So I've been to AMD's fabs where they make the microprocessors. Yeah. So awesome. That's interesting stuff, man. Robots I've seen, are awesome. I've seen how they, uh, how they make those processors. It's very... You know, this guy, nobody else cares about this, but I like to see how things are made, mm. and um, it's a very interesting. Like how how clean the environments have to be, and there can't be a single micron of anything in the air and all this kind of stuff. I find that fascinating. Some of the the old days was like your hair would screw stuff up. These days, the technologies are so sensitive yeah. that you, the salt from your sweat yeah. will hose them up. The cologne from your if you like yeah. there. Put on a little machismo cologne up there, like go ahead, girl. Yeah. They're, like, the, they're like, get the hell out of here. That sucker's going to outgas and shorter stuff. And even out. even more sensitive than that are the new. You see these new quantum, like the quantum chips that they're building now. They're like encased in like these big, super cold, super cooled, um, mm-hmm. uh, like cabinet things. Yeah, and these little and pods. they can't have nothing. Like it's in a vacuum and all this other stuff. Yeah, so they keep them in a sealed environment all yeah. the way through because yeah. they're the the. the the structures that's are that the future sensitive. that like in 30 years that big cabinet is going to be in our laptops essentially that's going to be cool yeah i don't even know to, what it's going to do but it's so gonna be cool. to to make things faster and faster you make them a smaller smaller they're making the same circuit boards that we have right now but they're tinier they're tinier and yeah. they're having and to do that those things are very very sensitive you're yeah. like you're like oh i'm gonna put three atoms right here <laughs> in yeah, row, basically you know yeah, yeah. as opposed to a whole bunch and um actually it, there's probably a limit to how small you can get them right there would be a limit but we've been working around so there are other things you could do you can change materials um people are making some really interesting headway uh I, I know when I work, semiconductor was one of the, my most uh, fun industries to work in. You can nerd your way out, and it was fun. Mm. You know, I used to like, because the voltages with them things. All right, there are way too many dogs in my building. That's a dog? That's a, those are two little tiny dogs barking at each other by the elevator. Sounds like a damn banshee. Like that's what? some like serious dog beef going down. <laughs> so that's snowball and because um, snowball is not a haul from us. He's actually a cool little pom pom dog. I don't know what kind of dog he is. He's like a all white little dog. And then some other dog. So both these dogs are barely six inches off the ground, and they <laughs> they're pretty mad with each other. They're like 
you peed in my spot, bro. <laughs> man, it sounded like a couple of bitches to me. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, had oh. to, I had to do it. Had to uh, do it. Grammar. Grammar's always fun. Mm. Um. Anyway, man. Man, what do you what do you what's your take on this? Um, have you heard about the Haitian riots? Have you heard about these? No, uh, I didn't. I missed so, the Haitian riots. They're um apparently the uh, the Haitians are um are I don't know if they're still currently um rioting, but they were rioting because they were gonna two things as far as I I knew from up here in the lovely city city of Boston is um they're raising gas prices to get this four to five gallon four to five dollars per liter. That's European prices. That's European because they're paying like ten dollars a gallon over there already. Um, so that's even more than that, I think. Four to five. Ga- that's that's like eighteen, twenty dollars a gallon. That's a lot of money, bro. And then on top of that, they're raising taxes. Now, all well and good. However, the general population makes around two dollars or less per day. That's not going to work. No, that's no. not going to work. So um, I don't even know how they expect the economy to, like, how do you, how do you expect anyone to deal with that? Like, that's mental. Like two dollars a day. You see, like, um, there was one of the things. Remember after the the Haitian earthquake, all these organizations were coming yeah. down there and like. Uh, yeah, the Clinton Foundation, real real stand up organization there. They. Um, Who's the guy? Sean Penn got a couple billion. Because White Clive, remember White Clive John had some backers and he was going to go down there, and then Sean Penn and some other people were like, no, White Clive John just going to like, dude, we appreciate you marketing it, but you are not Haitian. Why are you involved in their politics? You Sean should. Penn needs to shut the hell up. Like, <laughs> no one is even talking to him. Like, this brother's from Haiti, and like, I'm sure he's going to do better than what? Who? Him? <laughs> What's I mean, and what's well, Sean Penn going to do? And really, what that's always cry. Been. Always on, on camera or something. <laughs> that's always been the problem. They hold, they, hold some all hands. these people who like so you know they have some take some photo ops. Like, they do get some the hell initial, out of here. They do yeah. some initial good work. Yeah, but you got to stay in your lane, bro. You don't come over there. Oh, man, I'm so tired of it, man. I'm so so tired of it. They do this all the time, and this is what I'm saying about and the country's never in a better situation. Never. Like after all the money the Clinton Foundation raised, something like I think it was like six hundred million dollars. This is when this happened. I think they built like they did an expose and they built like six houses or something and then they bounced. <laughs> like, where'd the rest of that money go, bro? I mean, it costs like a thousand dollars to build a house down there. I mean, seriously, where um, where did all this money go? No one knows. The, one of the issues is with the developing world is that look, people steal up here too. People steal in the states. It just you can't do it as easily. You, you I'm not saying people don't. Of course, people steal. People steal everywhere. But what I'm saying though is, we're supposed to be a, a society where we hold people accountable for bullshit. And there's so much obvious bullshit going on, not just in this country, on behalf of this country, on the rest of the world, inflicted on the rest of the world. We know it's bullshit, 100%, but nobody, you know, it's like, oh, those Clintons, there they go again, taking all that dough, <laughs> those guys. Well, Like, the, come on, bro. Like, the, the international business world is, uh, I mean, look how much money we, we give aid overseas, which is I don't have a problem with. Cause it's, aid it's, for what, though? It's not aid for nothing. No, it's, it's never aid to maintain that. order and maintain favor. That's what that too. is. Or what we used to do is blend those countries' money. And many in the developing world, Haiti included, was paying more money in their debt service than they could to provide services for their, yeah, it's crazy. their company. It's crazy. So now you, you're, 
There's no way your country is going to survive. Your house is not going to survive if you're paying 50% in debt. And then what are you going to do? You, can, you can't provide basic services for your company. For exactly. Your so what I, what I was going to say about Haiti is that is basically that, um, you know, if you if you have these kind of price raises and you have these ta- these new taxes, whatever they're taxing, I don't know what the, exactly the taxes are. And I'm not Haitian, so I don't you know, I don't have the ins and outs. I'm just going by what I see on the on the Internet. Um there's some kind of restructuring going on. If you make it impossible for people to live, of course they're going to riot. Of course they're going to do things. But here's the thing, though: your head's rolling. You're gonna you're gonna uh, open up the door for other kind of relief to come in. Whether it's the IMF, whether it's the uh, IMF is like death. That exactly. <laughs> I mean, but I'm saying you have this kind of chaos happening. This is what's going to happen out of it. People so, get desperate. They start making that deals. Chaos doesn't happen. And by I gu- and here's the other thing. I guarantee you, DR, which is the other half of that island, isn't having the same kind of price price hike. So what 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 makes it so that Haiti has to pay eighty eighteen twenty dollars a gallon, and DR has to pay whatever they pay? And I'm sure it's nowhere near freaking twenty dollars a gallon. Yeah. And because so if my point is if if it takes a certain amount to export it to Haiti, which is what they're going to say the justification is. It would have to be that same amount to go to DR because that's the other side of that island. So why, why, where is this coming from? So when you have these kind of weird things that are happening to this specific place, there's a reason. And I feel that it's probably just, you know, Western promoted capitalism trying to beast its way in and do something that they probably Mm. shouldn't be doing. You know, you know, know, someone's trying to destabilize or some several groups are destabilizing Haiti for whatever reason. Basically. Um, it's not the first time the U.S. or any of the Western powers have destabilized Haiti. Like after the Haitian Revolution, where they straight up whooped Napoleon's ass. Straight well, they up, they did. They, they really beat, did. They beat him. They were the first one. They, they couldn't we, even see him, son. It was over. Like they couldn't. They beat like, one of the best generals in in Europe, and who had whooped everyone's ass, and they beat him like a naked stepchild. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sent him back like a cord. Yeah. yeah, just shameless. Get the hell out this island. Yeah. Well, exactly. they, they shut down Haiti, and they've been putting pressure on Haiti economically ever since. I mean, yeah. Haiti and the DR were all one place, all Hispaniola, all run by the Haitians, and it was uh, good work. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then the France made, they decided, and this is when you make a mistake. And Are they is, still holding that debt, or did they forgive that no, debt? No, 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 no. The French made the Haitians pay, pay it back. No, I know, but are they and still? And the Haitians should have been like, yo, we whooped your ass. There ain't no way in hell I'm paying you a dime. Well, they couldn't, the, What what if they don't, it's basically protracted war or something i mean these are just war games and i think that that's why like people are always doing this oh i stand with france i don't stand with nothing france because france is the evil okay the people aren't evil i'm not saying the people is evil but what makes france great today is built on the backs of evil deeds and they you know they their their money that uh, that they have in all the french um the french I mean, areas of africa that's 500 billion dollars a year in the french banks that the people of Africa don't control. So, you know, whether French is, France is dope or not has nothing to do with well, the French are like, how, well, how we what stop their, their evil kind of policies all over I the mean, world. You know, what's called European military aggression is Europe came up on some technology a little while ago and they started winning and they just subjugated everybody and started exploiting a bunch and they made their money and now they're, yeah, I mean. Denmark, Belgium, you know who's number one is the UK, Germany. They all made their money, uh, made a lot of money by going around the world and subjugating people and taking their primary means of production and culture and goods and, and services. They, and br- they, and still to this day, not they did. That's what's happening currently. Yeah. You know, see, what they, what, 
because they realized you can't be in power forever. So they went, well, you know what? I'm so sorry my ancestors like screwed you over. Don't kill. We're going to stop fighting. We're going to play good. Let's do business with each other. But they're already ahead. So you're yeah. doing business in the disadvantaged position. And some countries, depending on like Indonesia has been coming up, Malaysia, India's, you know, came out. China was never really subjugated, but they had some level mm. of occupation. Um, well, but they, Hong Kong, you mean? Hong Kong, but no, um, the seaboards of China, they, they were occupied like Shanghai and so forth. Oh, okay. All right. Um, both by the Japanese and others. I mean, Japan was occupied after World War II. But those were holistic cultures that were able to, like, survive. Yeah. India, not as much. Um, but India had long histories. Some of these other things, they, when, when your adversary makes up your geographies, like Syria never existed. That was drawn by the, the French and the English and the, and the Russians. That's crazy. Um, Jordan made up country didn't yeah. exist. <laughs> so, yeah. um, the, what we think of Egypt right now, Egypt, the em, the empire of Egypt was always Egypt, northern Sudan, southern Sudan, all the way down to Namibia was yeah. was a, a little bit wider. What happened? Who's drawing these political lines? The winner, <laughs> basically, <laughs> it's drawn it and yeah. documented the story, and people are like, oh, but two generations from now they're going to be like oh I'm whatever country that someone else assigned to me I'm like yeah yeah, that's not going to work well because yeah. there are people who remember and they're not really happy about it it's funny that all these lines are I mean really all these country lines are kind of like made up I would probably say in the last 200 years most of these countries most of these exist. countries are just I mean it was all one could wasn't all of Africa like Ethiopia at some point or something like that. I remember mm, I read no, that somewhere. No, 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 no. I mean the Horn of Africa used to be the Abyssinian no, Empire. No. Or yeah, yeah, no, no. But I'm, i remember I read something like I have to I have to go back. I'm not gonna put that out there until I know exactly yeah, what I'm trying I mean, to say. Big empires have run stuff like Rome owned a lot. China, I mean, it's going back apart. I mean, look, the US and Canada was a big difference. I know we're all Americans. I'm like, we were all part of the British Empire at one point in time. And then, like, they didn't join the revolution. We did. And we're like, 13 colonies. The rest of you dudes, you suck. You know, and then they're very similar. Um, Man, this country, man, I I just don't feel good about where this country's going, bro. I feel like, I feel like we're, we're like behind all, so much bad stuff now, man. Yeah. learning pains it's not it's going around the world like we're not i was talking to some business colleagues who do who live overseas and like this is not just an american problem there's this whole like the world is too big and I, what about myself and people are making very narrow-minded you know what they think is in their best interest and they're just getting hustled and they're making themselves in a much worse position what do you like i i feel like this is happening because people are like the the technical term is even even with all this internet and everything, I think people are becoming less informed. No, they, they're, like, they're, they're choosing to like self dumber, just dumber because they're it's sort of like I'm only going to take my information from one or two of these sources. So they're yeah. not. Um, and before the news news, at least it might have been biased towards the country. Yeah. You know, every news organization is biased towards the country. No, everybody but is. But yeah, they at least were trying to be, you know, some level of professional no some of the news sources are just straight they're propaganda they're not news let me tell you i I saw uh one news anchor like this this is what kind of dumb dickheads these guys are now like i saw one news anchor talk about you know that lady who climbed up on the statue of liberty you hear about that 
Uh, yeah, yeah. So she's a Congolese uh, American citizen, if I if I heard correctly. And so this this moron said this Congolese immigrant climbed up on our Statue of Liberty. And as soon as I heard that, and this is why I can't watch network news, um, because it's all it's all like stupid trying to make you think a certain way. Like, why are you always trying to make me think something? Just tell me what the news is and bounce. I mean, the like, Statue of Liberty that was given to us as a gift so, from France to talk about immigration. Exactly. My point. Exactly. So this this lady is a is a Congolese immigrant citizen of America. Okay. She's not she's not just an immigrant anymore. She's an actual citizen. So technically, that statue is one her statue is one three hundred and sixty millionth hers. Whatever. <laughs> however many people are in America, she's one of those. American citizen, so that technically belongs to her just as much as it belongs to this dumbass news character who said it. I don't even know who it was. Uh, dude who, uh, it might have been Fox or MSNBC. I, I can't I can't tell Good these guys apart. But Fox. this guy, like, I, or, or uh, one of those other, probably another right. But here's the deal. If, if anyone who is college educated, and which I am not, okay, I've read a lot of books, but even I know, like Shay Dub, you haven't even been to college, right? You know that the Statue of, the Statue of Liberty is a statue for the immigrants. Give us your sick, tired, and poor or something like that. Basic U.S. history. Like, who who the F doesn't know that? So when you sit over here and say, like, oh, she's climbing all over our statue, you dumb dickhead. Like, what are you talking about? But here's the thing, though. Because of this dummy over here going on the news and they don't even edit it, and, like, no one went in his ear like, oh, hey, uh, dude, uh, Statue of Liberty, hey, that's actually... Uh, 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 name. Hey, Carl? <laughs> Carl. Um, this is not a way... Carlson. Oh, Tucker Carlson. You're right. His name was Tucker Carlson. That's Tucker. Tucker Carlson? That's who it was. Yo, he is too smart to be saying I something that's stupid. I remember seeing that name. So this is what I'm saying. <laughs> no one came in his ear and said, oh, dude, uh, uh, you messed up a little bit there. Uh, it is actually hey, Tucker, funny. don't you have a, a, a advanced degree? How about you not look like... He sees Tucker Carlson, he's kind of like he's a book smart guy, but he talks completely. Sometimes he talks and you're like, Tucker, you are disconnected from normal human experience. First of all, you dress like you do you have a wife? Because you need to look how you look when you come out the door. But I'm being being superficially picky. I just think his fashion is Garbage. Those guys all only only go to prostitutes. That's what I'm <laughs> like. They they don't like people like that. I feel like you can't experience love for a person because you're just that obtuse. You're that up your own. <laughs> I was gonna say something else, but you you're like up your own butt so much you can't you can't like love anyone. You can't enjoy you know children. I've, I've heard you can't Carlson actually have like well thought of arguments. And sometimes you just like yo, dude, you not. Stop talking talking points. You're you, people are going to look back in history, and all you are going to be called. But like, remember these dumbass? Who wants to be remembered as a dumbass for the rest of human history? That was like the dumbest thing I heard today. And anyway, but but besides that, you get these guys that go on TV, they say these dumb things, and and the rest of America believes it. Someone who doesn't know that the Statue of Liberty has a friggin' poem dedicated to immigrants on it. For for the success of America, essentially, is what that poem is. It's a dedicated to immigrants for the, the betterment of America. And this guy's over here saying this dumbass stuff. And then did you see that uh, that that dummy on the viral video that went around who's uh, tried to attack a woman because she had a Puerto Rican T-shirt on? Not 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 damn realizing that Puerto, Puerto Rican is a freaking part of America. <laughs> <laughs> like you 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 idiot. Like just leave. Um, like why have, are you here? Why are you breathing? Why are you talking to me? And this guy's over here getting angry. Like oh, this is Fourth of July. Take that shirt off. 
It's, it, it even looks American. It's red, white, and blue with a star. <laughs> but like, uh, like, what the hell is wrong with they're you? They're American citizens. They're technically dual citizens. And that, that guy thinks he's like the friggin' biggest rock star on earth because he confronted this immigrant who's not an immigrant mm. about her non-American t-shirt, which is very American. Mm. Oh, man. It's like this. But those guys who say stupid things on TV support these dumbasses who go around harassing uh, you know, people who are not white, essentially. Or people who can't kick their ass is the other thing. Like if they're not going to go up to a big ass black dude who looks like he's fresh out, talking <laughs> about, hey, take off that Puerto Rican. T-. He's not going to happen. He's going to be not. He's going to go to that woman who's five one, who's like kind of scared and kind of uncomfortable. Because he's bigger than her. Yeah, it's all about intimidation. Freaking idiot. It's a punk ass bullying. Dumbass nigga like, of the week, right there. <laughs> so what? Why are they doing it? Is because there's this visceral in the back. They're like, we're losing control and. It's really, it's a shame because the, the U.S. was arguing for a long time. And it wasn't just the U.S., but they were the number one time and said, you know what? We believe in this these set of principles. And we all bought in and we're like, okay, all right, I'm yeah. American. I'm about free enterprise. I'm about democracy. I could argue back and forth. You could say whatever the hell you want to. Just leave me the hell alone. And yeah. we, we, we're kind of good. Yeah. And you're realizing that some of these people really didn't believe in it. No, they don't. They, they don't believe in it. No. They thought that they were just phoning it in, but they were like, yo, we're here and everybody else is to serve us. And if we're not on top, we'll screw anybody over. We'll abandon anything that we said that we believe exactly. in. Exactly. Our parents said that they believe our grandparents. Yeah. I'm like, yo. Um, and even the things we got you to believe in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you know, everything that I, I champion for you to believe. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, why? My issue is not with those dumbasses that run their mouth because they're still, they're fools. They're dumb at the end of the day. But, yeah. but they're the bolstered who, by people who are intelligent. I know Tucker Carlson, now that I know his name, I can't forget it now. I know he's smarter than that. But he's saying that to get that emotional response out of dummies yeah. is what that is. And, he, and why are you trying to get a dumbass emotional response out of dumbass people? Why are you trying to do that? It's really about... Um, you at the end of the day, you're just getting their power and leaning it towards your base or whatever it is. I mean, it's politics and power and money at the end of the yeah, day, but like everything not, else. It's is. not good. It's not good politics. It's not. It, no, none what, of it's good politics. So what happens in the end is when these guys lose power, and this happens periodically, where people go in back into statue. Of Every time I think about it, it makes me want to punch someone. It, it's not. Idiot. I mean, this thing happened in the 1930s. Coming out of recessions, people kind of get, you know, they got scared. Got they lost. Down. They lost their money, yeah. and now they're like, oh, 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 I need to become very tribal. Yeah. And then despots, they run to them. They're like, these people right here are not thinking. They're afraid. Mm. I can keep making them afraid, and they're just going to run behind me and support. Cause well, that's what the Democrats do. Everyone's doing Everyone's that. doing it. You're right. No, you're right. Everyone does it. Republicans have their base that they do that to. Democrats have their base that they do that to. Primarily, the Democrats' base that they do that to is black people. Well, look, I'm an unless you're a thinking person. Yeah, I'm an environmentalist tree hugger, and a lot of my older colleagues in the space are like the environment. I'm like, look, we don't in the eight, you know, in the in the '60s when rivers were burning in this country, you know, '50s because we were just polluting the house. That was actually actual. Right now, people are willing to do things. You got to give them more structure. You can't just have fear, fear, fear alone. Yeah. Um, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am a tree hugger environmentalist. I'm a I, tree kisser. Tree kisser? No, I just, I didn't. I just wanted out. Do you? <laughs> well, okay, let's just not go too far because <laughs> you might be some sort of 
uh, violation. Um, so, yeah, like a tree sexualist or something. <laughs> I Dude, don't I'm, like, a, I'm a tree sexual. I feel offended by that. No, um, I'm <laughs> really a lover of trees. There probably is a, a tree sexual. <laughs> you know, I don't. Who's offended by uh, you assuming that they? Uh, yeah, I'm. A, you think that I'm attracted to just animal kingdom? No, I'm attracted to plant. Listen, let me let me tell you something, Shaman. Did you see that video of that of that woman who was who wanted to bone a carnival ride, son? <laughs> Yo, that was creepy. <laughs> There's this one dude on TLC who's boning his car. Oh, how? <laughs> Do the exhaust pipe. Oh, all right. Let's keep this allowed, man. Let's not go too far Look, with this. So, uh, so clearly there are people with some wait, mental Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's no way that's enjoyable. I'm just saying. <laughs> come on. <laughs> there's no wait, way. Come on. Oh, there's this other girl on um, YouTube. He's, she said her gender identity is Japanese. Her her gender identity is Japanese. Yes. How is that a gender? I don't know, but that's this what she is, was saying. She was claiming that her gender was Japanese. Listen, all of this is going too far, bro. Okay, like people are just going to like you know. I'm sorry. <sighs> anyway, man, you're not. Everyone wants to be an individual. Not everyone. Many people want. Remember, we need Fight Club back. You're but, not a unique snowflake. You're a freaking person but, under the rules that govern humanity. Yeah, there's a lot of them, and you don't have to follow them all. But you're still, you know, sometimes you're a dumbass. Yeah, you know, I've done dumbass stuff, and I admit to them. Actually, to myself, <laughs> not to anybody not else. In public. No, not, in, in public, not to anybody else. Between people, you, and, you and God. Me and God. People are doing dumbass shit, and we're like, "Oh yeah, they're, that person's just so and they're, they're so brave. Look at this person humping the tree. Oh, like, they're such. They're. Di-. I'm like, no, that is not healthy. That person's not in a good space right and this, now. And this, this is these are things like I think sexuality and gen- this is another tangent, but I I think people are putting a little too much importance on it. Yeah, like this yeah. is not all there is to life, guy. Like, dude, like, can we? Like move on. Like I personally don't care if you're gay or straight or whatever. It's none of my business. I have an inner circle family member who is gay. I love her to death. I'll kill someone for her. Like if if I see her beating someone up on the street, I don't ask questions. I go jump in and just start beating. Like she's in that she's in that inner inner circle, right? She's automatically. She's automatically. I don't I don't care what she is. You know, it's that that doesn't mean anything. But I don't need to necessarily know what she's doing in the bedroom. I don't I don't like it. You know what? It's not something I need to have in my head. I don't. You know? I don't want to know what. Like I joke. Anyone. Around, I don't want to know your bedroom business. Nothing. It's not my. Con- I don't need to know it. We're not all in a movie, yeah. and I think everyone's like, "Oh, I did such and such and such and such." You remember what? Um, like, you, you, does anyone want to hear about my bedroom activities? No, man. I, I don't. And this is this is my problem with the, the with the. I'm, I'm I just I gotta say it with the gay parades, bro. Like I don't need to see your. Bro, like, like, keep that to yourself. Like, yeah. I don't need to see your cheeks. Yeah. Like, okay, be gay, happy for you know, happy for yourself. Okay, great. But like, can can you have your clothes on, man? Like, it, it's not, it, it's it, not something I need my children to see. I personally don't want to see it. You know, it's it's just one of those things. Yeah, anyway, this is like, I mean, I lived in New Orleans. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff, and I've been around the world. Yeah. I've seen. I live in Seattle. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff. There is. They have like naked bike rides and stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's legal to do that. It's legal to ride your bike home in, I mean, Seattle naked. Maybe it is. I mean, I've seen it, so I must be because no police. It's completely legal. Yeah, I guess so. That I sounds a little dangerous. I wouldn't do it, you know. Mm-hmm. But but this is like these kind of things. I just don't get why uh, 
why sex is as pushed as much as it is when we got other things to worry about. We got our economy falling to pieces. We got corporatization is taking over our government. We got 160 wars. I don't know how many wars, but like the, the U.S. is involved in all these wars around the world. And these people are talking about, you know, what makes a card like, bro, like there's other stuff. Excuse yeah. my language, young Shay Dub. I'm sure you hear worse things on the internet. Uh, he's 16 now. Let me stop. Let me stop cursing in front of this young man. I don't want to corrupt his ears. So one of the things that happens is, you know, we've been conditioned with all the stuff that like everything is about sexual attraction, da da da. And then like, yo, you know, sex is a big driver, sure, right? At this point. I, it's been a long time since I made a decision on a sexualized idea. I'm like, I'm like, hey, um, see this half-naked lady that I have or half-naked guy? Let me go use it to sell. I'm like, yeah, that product is probably garbage. Yeah. It's yeah. like movies with red letters in the title. Like, if you see a movie that has red letters in the title and the poster, you know it's going to be bad. <laughs> you're just trying to bring attention to it. You know, like, That's all it is. You know, it's like the... What people come down like when you're talking about that stuff, you're like that cornball dude that's driving down the street yeah. with that loud ass muffler. Yeah, uh, look, there's one outside Just right now. Right now, right man, now. that was good timing. Oh, wow, man, See, like I planned it. Hey, and look he, at me. Look at me. I I made my car loud as hell yeah. without making any real improvement. So like no one cares, bro. Yeah, it's not like you added like 300 horsepower. Yeah, you know, like no, you, you're just you're you just, just took a garbage muffler and made it loud. Or they drill holes in it. Like when we were, when I was a kid, kids they couldn't afford the you know full gritty aftermarket exhaust. They just drill some holes. <laughs> they drill some holes in the muffler. <laughs> They're like, yeah, bro, I just got this. Because this is when Fast and Furious was out. Maybe people would pretend like they got some aftermarket. Like, no, nah, they just drilled holes. <laughs> That's all it like was. Like, I just made, I just polluted the earth a lot more. Exactly. And made my car way more inefficient. Yeah, exactly. I'm amazing douchebag. Yeah. Uh, Basically, that's what we were all doing. I didn't do it because I didn't care. But uh, it's like why know. I know I was in the Navy and I, I couldn't rock a Mustang because there were too many military guys had Mustangs. I wanted to have a motorcycle, but it was just too many dudes. It, that was the first thing they bought, and I just couldn't. Harleys and Mustangs. And Harleys and Mustangs. <laughs> and like America. The, the ninja. <laughs> and my country boys, the good old boys, they yeah. got their trucks lifted. Yeah. Yo, boy. Yeah. I've been in a little. So. They don't drive to, stable, do they? No, 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 no. <laughs> so my, my boy, he knows who he is. My big boy, my little dude from Georgia. What's yeah. up, buddy? Um, he had his, his truck was so lifted. That we're both, I'm, you know, I'm short, right? I'm five five, and uh, hits the floor of his truck was by my head. You had to grab it <laughs> to pull up, right? Embarrassing. <laughs> no, his sucker was. Do you have messed. a ladder to get up to it? Or? No, no. You had to always grab the thing, and then he had a um, I forgot what he was called, like a, a lock on bar. So there was a bar over by where his visor is. Yeah. And there was another bar there, yeah. right? So we'd be driving. He would be in a lifted truck. I think it was a Chevy, right? That's about you know five feet lifted off the ground, 110 miles an hour, mudded. And I was like, we were like, yeah, yeah someone's gonna die. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, nah, he I'm was good, man. awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it was fun. I was like, okay, I, I couldn't stand when you did this big ass. I mean, big old tires. Yeah, big yeah, old tires. Yeah, Just yeah. like. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like America. One of America. my first, one of my first cars. I had a Jeep, uh, Jeep Cherokee. Um, I didn't know how to lift it, but I put big tires on it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, was, I was like, I was like eighteen. I had to be about eighteen. And um, yeah, it constantly rubbed the inside of the uh, 
thing. And I eventually crashed that car too. By the yeah, way. probably because that was a dope no little control. car. No, no car because you couldn't turn it lock to lock. <laughs> like you made because the you wheels were too because I, I just thought it looked cool but I didn't know like, you were like hey, you really need to, there's a reason why you lift this car up to put these big tires on there mm. and uh, so you can only turn it like let's say one third of the way that it could rubbing your tire I was rubbing out. the hell out of the tires <laughs> and everything I actually, I actually crashed that car eventually yeah. uh, and totaled it um, oh, uh, good times good times good times youthful indiscretions um, so I was telling we me and what are we calling my son? Shade Dub. Why are we calling my son Shade Dub? Shade Dubs. All right. Because it's cool. Because he doesn't like Junior, man. Mm. And I, I can't say Shimmy. Shimmy sounds too like. That's that's how. Sounds like he's like three or something. Like that's what I call a, a three year old. Yeah. So um, we were, we were. Full in name a, is Seamus Dubathy. <laughs> <laughs> we are part Irish, but why did you guys make us mad Irish right now? I don't know. I just wanted to make it sound like something. <laughs> So we were Seamus Dubathy. When we were in Chinatown. When were we in Chinatown? Hmm? When did we go to Chinatown? What day was that? Like two, three days ago? Okay. So we were in Chinatown and uh we were walking through and uh for some reason I'm like, yo, um uh, we all know about Chinatown. What is it about Chinatown that Boston is notorious for? But it stinks. <laughs> no what I mean it doesn't The whole thing doesn't stink It used to stink worse in the I 80s, mean they got 90s. some good food In Chinatown Oh yeah excellent mean, food Excellent uh, food uh, Let me see What is Chinatown Famous for uh, They got some massage parlors There we go they, Oh is that it Yeah there Oh we go. okay there we yeah. go All right. So I'm like uh, And I'm, I'm I'm not even thinking about Because I'm thinking about like, Dude you got to be careful In Chinatown you gotta be oh, mm-hmm. even downtown. Like I mean, the, the, fina- the financial district, there's there's some shady people out there. Yeah. Like I came out of a meeting at uh all over on Summer Street. This was three years ago. All right. I came out of a board meeting, I'm walking out of there. I'm outside this nice high rise. I was there, and um, I'm just waiting for. I think I was waiting for my wife, or I was waiting for Uber. So, you know, I'm like near the curb. You know, you got that like I'm doing the bus stop. I'm clearly waiting for something. And this dude pulls up in the van. No, not a van. He had a really nice like um, he had like a Volvo or something. Mm. Right. You know, one of those. Like an SUV. Yeah. A crossover or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. He comes up relatively new. He came up. He's like, how much, bro? I was like, what? Excuse me? Do you need directions? (laughs) I was confused. He's like. You look good. Um, oh. <laughs> and he was clearly like he in the, he was in a suit and everything. Like he clearly, we both came out Man. of meetings. I'm like, but wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Was he working it though? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I had my I had my coat just hung over my arm, and I was oh, just that was that was the code, bro. I was, was I code. didn't know that was the code or something. You know, you know what you were doing, Shimon. I was, I was looking too. <laughs> I was looking too sexy. Oh, I wasn't man. even in shape back then. I don't oh, know what he was in. I came out. Of, I was surprised. Like what? What? Did What's you, going did you on? Just have a fresh lineup too. Oh man. <laughs> I might have had a fresh lineup. Shade, I don't Shade Dub is over here dying right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you're just confused. Like the dude like gave me a compliment and challenged my manhood at the same time. I'm like, if I knock him out, would this be a <laughs> would this be a crime? Wait, hold on, hold on. Did you have on those transition lenses though? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I always wear transition lenses. When it dark, when the sun hits it, I, oh, it, was, it was nighttime. I always guy. wear transition lenses because I don't. Was over here working it, man. Come I, on, look at, look at him in his, his polo shirt and his khakis. Yeah. 
You know, oh I, man, I, I looked straight up like just a regular dude. Yeah, uh, there was nothing provocative whatsoever. Khakis so this dude, and, so this dude rolled up and said, "How much?" Yeah, like wow. I was no, like he was, but he said it in a way like he was in the right spot, like. Oh, because you were in you were in the male prostitute district. <laughs> I was in, <laughs> I was on the apparently. I was in I the business. Know. I was in the I was in the financial district. Like I literally. Wait, came what up, time of day was it though? I came out. My meeting finished probably when we. Uh, my meetings normally finish like seven thirty, eight o'clock because it's a board oh, meeting. Oh man, it's nighttime, bro. It was nighttime. Oh man, it was the fall time, so you know I had a light jacket. So it was it was already pretty dark. Nighttime is booty time. Up in the financial district, <laughs> Yo, I was like, oh man, I wasn't in the area like that. I would think about that. I was like, what? It was this. He just pulled up, like, man. I'm like, I, I have I've been hit on by dudes, and it's very uncomfortable. But it's not. Uh, I've never had a prostitute. Actually, when we were walking to Chinatown, Dad said there's a guy checking me out. Oh, dude, man. Oh, yeah. It was kind of weird, like, cause. Probably like 20 years, I'd be like, why are you looking at my son? Bam! But <laughs> these days, I'd get arrested and get like nah, five years or something like that. I've, like, never, I've never been hit on in a way where it was um, uh, like egregious or anything. I get I remember egregious because I'm, I'm short. So it's oh, because you're short and light-skinned. So yeah, like, oh, man, I, I, I've got white from the time I started <laughs> like 14, 15, I've been getting hit on. I just had to like block it out. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's nice. weird, man. That's weird. I've only had that happen, I would say like five or six times in my life. I don't think I give off very gay vibes, though. And, um, um, when I lived in New Orleans, I had a I was on Bourbon Street, which is already wild. And not that you give off gay vibes. I'm not trying to say you do. I'm, I'm not saying nothing like that. But yeah. I think... I think most I'm, people. Would, I'm, I'm comfortable in my masculinity. But you know what? I think you're also a little more stylish too. Like you, you, um, you, you have like nice clothes. I let my. Okay, hold on. Hear me out. Though. Hold on. Hold on. I match. No, but like, yeah, you, you like, you like. So me, I don't know how to. I have no stylish anything. So when I go out, I'm wearing. Uh, if I'm if I'm chilling, I'm usually wearing basketball shorts and a t-shirt and sneakers. Uh, I don't I don't know how to dress so I know how to dress up in a suit or I know how to be extremely casual there's no in between you know how to like you know how to like do that corporate culture kind of like polo with a you know you know what I'm saying yeah he, he knows how to do that but not enough that I'd be like my dad might look a little no you don't right look gay. no no I'm not saying you look gay or anything <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm not even metro I'm, I'm no I know metro, you're not yeah. metro no but you also have like the light curly hair not light but you have the curly hair because I it have curly look, but see I, it looks like you put like S curl in it but it's not people who don't know it's just that's just his hair that's he just has, my hair he just has regular hair like that like you, you have like uh, like uh, uh, kind of like mixed hair or something almost. yeah my hair is really light and big curly I wish I had my yeah. son's hair is my son but, has thicker curls but, but like let's say they get you like fresh out the shower and you just like you know and you just came out and it was kind of shiny Let people the soul glow. yeah exactly. <laughs> you just put the soul glow in it so one might think like oh man he's really trying to put himself together so um yeah that's that's you know probably what? what it was let me tell you we actually when i was in the when we were coming as i was getting ready to come out in the navy me and my fellows we used to have conversations about how you should dress casual and like what was still i still need to know i don't know how to dress casual you know, I like really don't. In our suits, we'd, I was coming from. If you saw me in high school, yeah, I wore jeans, sweatshirt, jean t-shirt, 
Timberland boots or my my Nikes. Yep, that sounds like me. Yeah, now, currently, yeah, that was me. And I'm, I yep. mean, I still got my Timbies Timberlands upstairs because I like them. That's comfortable. I like me in jeans and the Timmy in in the fall and the winter time. That's a '90s thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. it's it sort of like I roll rough and tough with my Afro. You know. You know uh, from Lady of Rage, yeah, that's a woman's song, bro. Song. Yeah, but it was a, <laughs> no. Um, what was a man's song to it that I can't think of? Uh, uh, like, Noted by Nature and all those things. Yeah, down with OPP. Uh, uh, I know what song you're talking about. No, it's not that song. It's another song. Yeah, anyway, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. We're all all in that time period, right? So that's how. Yeah, Tim's yeah. jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, but I was like, uh, I am too old to be dressing this way. I can't. I just can't rock it anymore. I mean, I still rock that like. That's me, wintertime casual. That's how you're going to see me. Yeah. Um, I'm one of those dudes. I hate dressing up to go to the gym. I hate dudes who dress up to go to the gym. It's not a fashion show, dude. Go get your workout. Good in. Lord. That's the least dressed up place I'll ever see. I'll be having T-shirts with three-inch holes in it. <laughs> like, like, I, I, I look wear, crazy in the gym. Yeah, I wear the same. But I get results. No, I don't. I'm actually <laughs> hella fat. But I used to get results. Anyway, yeah, I need to get it in. Yeah. But now it's like. You see the guys that like their shoes match. They got the right Under Armour. With the, the, yeah, matching Under Armour. <laughs> it's yeah. like, bro, you're putting in too no, much. Like, like they, or the, I'm, uh, I'm going to hit the women a little bit. Why are you wearing makeup to go to the gym? Well, That's kind of weird. Women it's go to the weird. gym to, um, to scope out dudes, though, I think. I think. Well, I think men do the same thing. But you can tell the people who are serious. But I think women. Um, but you could be okay, really there's, creepy there's two watching a woman work out. Two, you don't want to be like, look at that. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. There's two factors. Women, women, uh, when, you know, women care about their appearance a lot. That's just in general. You can't turn that off, right? So they know that dudes are checking them out. So I think a lot of women put on the makeup and they put on the super fancy workout outfits because they know dudes are watching even though they might not necessarily like it but they feel like the pressure to do that yeah it's like i don't even though people you should be focused on that burning calories that's what you should be doing but get your sweat on because that can't be good for your pores or anything right now probably not yeah yeah Yeah, i I know what you're talking about it's it's kind of uh kind of weird i like the women that go in there and get it i like to go into the gym and get it in yeah um I don't, do I, don't about, I put on my headphones and I zone out. I'm no, not seeing nobody. So no, I'm, I'm going even like there. talking. I talk. I go to the yoga, do my yeah. yoga, and then come up in there and lift the weights. But when I used to actually lift heavy, yeah. Oh yeah, I'd be the guy yelling at the weight. Come on, son! You yeah. don't know about yelling at yourself. <laughs> grow, <Yelling>. bitch! <laughs> no, I command you to grow, bitch! <laughs> no, I'm yelling at the weight that I'm about to move. Oh, okay. Over. Like, right. yeah. look. look. And I yell at my own muscles, son. The, the walking back and forth, like completely crazy in any Man. other context, but it's just, it's fun. Hey, Shaman, you know, this is our 10th episode. Our 10th episode? It's actually like our 11th or 12th because we burned. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we burned messed those. up a few. Uh, but uh, this will be number 10 on our um, on our iTunes. And yeah. we actually talked about business first today. Yeah, I think we're going to keep that a going theme. I think people like the, the business talk. Yeah. Um, even though they realize that we're still like, Oh yeah, they're not dumb. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they sound dumb most of the time. <laughs> yeah. They're uh, gonna get to it. Don't worry, honey. They're gonna get to making wait, it. It's coming. It's coming. Just hold <laughs> on. Hold on. They're yeah. making an ass of themselves. Um. So anyway, this is our tenth episode. We're at a, an hour and a half about now. So I think that's about um. That's a good size. I think. Yeah, that's I don't a think I want to go too much more than that. Yeah. Um. It was a pleasure talking with you guys. Uh. We have Seamus Dubathy here with us today. Esquire. Seamus Dubathy. Seamus Dubathy Esquire. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, you could be a lawyer, sure. And his uncle's a lawyer. Yeah. There you go. There well, you go. What did we? What did they learn today? What What did we learn? So today, we learned about. Um, I have no idea. My brain um, is turning off because it's late. Uh, what did we talk about today? Well, we talked about. Yeah. We, we talked about those. the need for uh, so the the company that you were talking about. We, uh, so overall, if you have a business, business plans are very important. Yes, 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 absolutely critical because um, it helps you stay on track and you, can't you keep, and you got to continue to pay attention. To you got to continue to pay attention to it. Um, we uh, Shaman and I are in minor disagreement, not full, but minor disagreement about the more expensive. Um, Business plan. I guess it's business plan software at the end of the day, right? It's strategy software. Strategy, business plan software. Okay, so it's in that thing. I think it's a little too expensive, but at the end of the day, I don't know everything about it that there is to know like he does. So, um, and I do, I'm still evaluating. So he's right still now. evaluating. But what I do know is that there's a lot of companies that waste a ton of money on totally unnecessary things. And if you're a small business like I am and like Shaman has experience with, you know you want to shed all unnecessary money spending as much as possible like it's just you know that's just the way you have to think yeah. all the time but you need so to this spend is where money I'm where, it really, where, where it counts you absolutely do because there's nothing worse than you, you, you like oh I'm gonna go and I'm gonna compete with uh, yeah. Wally World and you don't got Wally World's budget you're gonna get crushed yeah absolutely um, what else did we talk about man um, I think we talked about Haiti and Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about our comics. Prices yeah. Oh yeah, we talked about comic. Hey, that, that I don't even know what that was. But anyway, uh, that's our tangent of the day. So that's our tenth episode. I, I think we're getting better with every episode. I think it's safe to say that. We're also going to get some better mics. These mics are great, but the other two mics we have, I don't think we're going to use those anymore because um, they'll sound terrible. Mm. Is there a reason you're tapping and interrupting the podcast, Shade Dubethy? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, come on, man. This is serious. <laughs> serious business. All right. Um, it was a pleasure. Um, thanks for joining us today, Shay Dubethy and um, Shaman Warden. It's always a pleasure. My podcast partner. Yeah. Any Amen. final words? Iron Man Abdullah. How Iron you doing? Man Abdullah in the house. Uh, Going to take off, go get my kids and go home and rock to sleep. Rocking taco meat right now. Yeah, I got my, uh, I got my shirt fully unbuttoned because um, it's hot in this room. And we have to turn off the air conditioner when we use it because it's too loud. So, um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta expose the wife beater. That's probably not a good Yo, name for it, that. You why know, is I, it called that? Well, I, really I remember it from Streetcar Noon Desire with um, uh, Marlon Brando. Stella, and he beat, and he was wearing that. And, and is that why it's called a wife beater? I don't. Well, I really because guys, to have a, a lot of name. a lot of the people in the movies in that era who beat their wives were normally wearing the, you know, the. What is the real and, term for this? A tank top. I don't or a sleeveless know. t-shirt it's a sleeveless undershirt of some sorts yeah, that doesn't I, in my mind it's a wife beater they, like, sh- they should call it like a like a t-shirt is in the shape of a t what shape is this like an h well because if it was if it came over your shoulder it would be an ace shirt if it was still sleeveless like if it had came up on your collarbone right. this is i don't think this is an intelligent conversation so <laughs> i won't i don't think i'm gonna call it a wife beater i just don't like the way it sounds yeah i, I still i don't want to what do you say? Like, we go Google wife beater, a sleeveless T-shirt comes up. <laughs> <laughs> like for the definition. If you Google wife beater, the second definition is a sleeveless T-shirt. Okay, well, I'm just rocking a sleeveless T-shirt then. Um, we don't advocate beating wives. Uh, we love our wives; they're very dear to us. Yeah. Do um, they beat us? I'm. I'm. Uh, Mercy, Claire, abuse, save me. Um. 
Not physically. <laughs> <laughs> Emotionally just beaten down. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, they're great. Uh, I wish I had the I'm Sorry song queued up so I could play that right We're now. We're <laughs> not going to get in trouble today. No, not today. All right. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thanks for joining us on our fabulous 10th episode. Uh, we're going to keep it pushing. Um, enjoy and have a wonderful uh, night. Uh, midsummer night during? Summer night. Yep. There you go. Uh, yeah. One. One.